forgiving Mr. Hitler If you think we're on the run We are the boys who will stop your little game We are the boys who will make you think again Hey, welcome to Crush the Cargill podcast, um, episode... Uh, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, we're going to do something special this week. Um, we're going to actually interview one of our own, Adam Keane. But um, we thought we can't really subjectively, I mean objectively, whatever that means, um, interview one of our own. So we thought we'd uh, bring in a couple of guest interviewers today. So we'd like to welcome uh, Matt Bingham and Eugene Raymond to, um, no, that's wrong, um, Matt Raymond and Eugene Bingham to interview um uh, Adam, so thanks guys, and over to you. Mr. Brown goes off to town on the A21, but he comes home each evening and he's ready with his gun. Alright, from Queenstown, Adam Keane. Kia ora Adam, how are your legs feeling? Uh, yeah, they're pretty good, eh? Yeah. Sort of crushed the cargo on the weekend, so... So tell us about that, looked wild. We, I saw you on the telly. I was with my family, we were eating dinner, watching the project as we do most <laughs> nights, and Lola uh, was like, there's Adam Keane on the TV. <laughs> Classic. They had the whip round. How was it? So, of yeah, course, by Crush was... the Cargo, we mean the Crush the Cargo longest, shortest day. Yeah, yeah, so the longest, shortest day. Yeah, so it started uh, 8 o'clock uh, Friday night, and then you've got um, an hour 40 to get up and down. Uh, so last person standing kind of format. Um, so yeah, it was good, man. I I kind of turned up uh, probably needing a bit of sleep and you know with kind of no plan. Uh, and yeah, just kind of yeah knocked out a few laps. So yeah, it was good. I <laughs> thought so you were eating a bag of corn. Were you eating corn chips when you're on the telly? <laughs> no, no, no. I was eat, I was eating the the, uh, the snacker changi. Uh, barbecue chips. Lee oh, okay. Hart's, nice one. Nice Lee one. Hart's new brand, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> and so. Put a, put a promo. Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is, that a, is that a relationship you've got going with Snack Changi, is it? Well, well, he's, a, he's an unofficial ambassador. Fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> is he a Crush the Cargill ambassador or are you a, a Wacker Changi ambassador? A, a bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. <laughs> but, He's got great marketing. He's got great. He's got probably the closest marketing to Crush the Cargill that we can find. So absolutely, no. Uh, Lee Hart's a legend. We're, we're, we're slowly building a relationship with him. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't really know it, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a little bit of Lee Hart trivia for you. Uh, a million years ago, I played in a, a band, and we were the house band one night on Sports Cafe. Were you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? With Mark, was he there? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, he 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 beamed in on a green screen, uh, um, but he did the the live cross. Lee yeah. Hart and um, yeah, Mark Ellis was there, and yeah. all, all the gang down the viaduct. Yeah, that was, was a that was a wild night. I can tell you, that must have been a wild. Yeah, night. that's cool. That, that's where he got his start, right? So absolutely. So tell us yeah, about yeah, tell us about the longest shortest day. I mean, crush like Mount Cargo in Dunedin, and it's. How you got an hour and forty to get up and back? What what's the kilometers looking like? What's the vert? Yep. So so yeah, you're looking at eight and a half K up and down. So just over four K up, just over four K down. And then uh it's about five hundred and seventy meters of vert. Gee. So so you can kind of, you can get up and down and you know, it's not too difficult, sort of around an hour, um, a bit over an hour to get up and down. Um yeah, and then and the downhill is pretty good. It's pretty fun. It's you know you can kind of get down in twenty minutes, twenty five minutes or something. And um, what's the terrain? Is it? Cool. Uh, it's just trail. It's just like kind of graded trail. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty rough on the weekend. Like there's a lot of rocks, and you're starting at eight o'clock. And I think mm. starting, I think it's it's a lot better running into the night. Like you're a lot sort of you know you seem to see things a lot mm. better. Whereas if you start when it's dark, it's kind of takes a few hours to get to get into it but yeah. um yeah i think back in december it was a lot the track was way better so it was, it was a lot quicker but um yeah it was cool and midwinter what was the what were the temperatures doing uh it wasn't too bad actually it was pretty calm um a lot of people were quite cold but coming from queenstown 
yeah, I didn't find it too bad. <laughs> I was like, this is this is all right. Yeah, you were in a uh, t-shirt when I. When... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think I had a long sleeve on or something like that. But uh, but it's it's really changeable. So usually, uh, it, you know, it can kind of be wet or the fog can come in uh, up the top. So you kind of through the through the um, trees and stuff. And then when you get up the top, it can be you know, like a storm up the top and you can't see anything. And then, and then you end up, you go back down into the um, gully and, you know, it can be kind of calm down there usually. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, and on the weekend, there was a horrific gale going through most of the night. So once you started poking out over the trees, you, you're just like, man, this is horrendous. Like, um, so yeah, you would, you know, you get up, tag the trig and then get back down. Boost it. Um, yeah, 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 and then but then you're down in the gully and it's freezing and um, but kind of calm, you know. It's a pretty brutal race. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you're doing yeah. an hour for that, then you've got forty minutes of of sitting around with the legs getting, yeah. you know, that's yeah. quite a long time. And you know, relapse is one thing, but forty minutes, your legs yeah, must get yeah. fairly stiff when you stand back up. Yeah, uh, it was okay actually. I think it's because you're not going up for that long, right? And then you're not coming down for that long. You know what I mean? Like if you're at Northburn and you're going up for three or four hours and then you're coming down, you know, it's quite a long time to do to do that movement. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of forgiving in a way, the course, because you're changing. You know, you're right. changing the up and down just all the time. So, yeah, it's, 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 uh, you can kind of get more Verton and – more distance than you think you can like that you should be able to you know what i mean because you're you're almost doing northburn and sort of 24 hours uh like if you do it in december and you're like how did we just kind of almost do that yeah yeah you know like it doesn't feel as bad as northburn right if you know what i mean because it's a bit yeah it's kind of deceiving so you sneak Um, sneak it in a bit you can kind of sneak it in yeah so it's it's a really good training Mm. um tool but it's also like a brutal it is brutal because you're like okay i just did like nine thousand you know like i think in december we did i think i did nine and a half thousand meters of vert or something and then um on on the weekend i think i did uh what did i do maybe five thousand meters or something Mm. like that you know and you you don't really realize it so much Yeah. yeah yeah so and so tell us about this truce how did that come about with Chris? Oh, with, oh, with Chris. Uh, so, well, I kind of didn't have a plan. I kind of turned up with not much of a plan. So I've been pretty busy. Um, and it's crushed the cargo, so I just kind of turn up and see what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and Riverhead's coming up and stuff. So, um, yeah, training for that and stuff. So so I didn't have too much of a plan, but usually you get sucked in. Um, by by what happens at Crush the Cargo. So it got down to four of us. And then, and I was, to be honest, I was kind of take, trying to take it pretty easy. So I was doing uh, maybe an hour 20. I think I was doing an hour 20 for quite a long time. So I was getting 20 minutes break. Chris would have, would have been doing something crazy, like closer to an hour. Yeah. Um, and then there was a couple of other guys, Andy and uh, Scott. Um. Yeah, and then I think in the morning, like Chris said to me, um, at, at after we'd done nine, he said, "Oh, I'm going to do eleven and then stop." Like <laughs> he, I think he had had one of his kids' birthdays or something to go to, and that that was going to take us through to about two o'clock. Yeah, about two thirty, and I and I kind of said to him, "Well, because I was kind of feeling, I was like, I'm pretty, pretty much over this, you know." Um, so I was like, "Well, why don't we stop at 10? Like that's you know. <laughs> That's a, that's more of a good round number, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Stop at ten laps, and uh, and then he was like, "Oh no, I'm going to do eleven. I'm pretty keen to do eleven, you know, for train for training purposes or whatever." So I was like, "Okay, man, I'll I'll do eleven with you then." Sweet. Yeah. The campaign so mindset. Then, yeah, yeah, the campaign mindset. So, but I I think you know ninety two k or something and that much vert, you you kind of taking a chance pushing any training runs out further than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. It's, it's kind of like sure. risk versus reward with all this, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. Is that, there's not, not a lot of reward after going any longer than that. So there's a lot of risk. Glam- in, uh, glamorous event, though. I mean, well, it could be hilarious, right, if the two of us had just yeah. decided to throw down Smash 40 hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, still going turn- now. Yeah, not turn up for Naseby and Riverhead and just be like, <laughs> yeah, we just we just left it all out at Crush, Crush the Cargo. 
I mean, it'd be a great yarn, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's the thing with that event, though, right? Like the, it, it does have a. It does have a life of its own, very much so, you know, in the short time that it's been running. The December event, yeah. you know, for the Valley Project. And this, is this a fundraiser for anything or is it just a celebration of the solstice? Yeah, no. So they're all, each event um, raises money for uh, the Valley Project, right. um, their community projects and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's been quite a bit of money raised for that from from the last couple of years, which was cool. Yeah. Because uh, it's because uh, it's run as a, a donation, so you oh, can cool. just turn yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So despite all the um, strict qualifying criteria that is required, is not required, but is required. Um, if you pay a donation, then you yeah, know. you're in. Or if you don't pay a donation, you know, it's up to you. Uh, <laughs> very strict, very strict rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, and, and tell us about so Andy. Well. Tell us about Andy Smith because he, you know, uh, ended up being thirteen, yeah, he, didn't well, he? Yes, so he did 13. So we left the, the two boys to it. Um, it's kind of like relapse, you know. You want those last two people to go a bit longer, and then mm. unfortunately <laughs> in both cases, um, you know, someone drops out. So uh, they did, yeah, that Scott did another one. He did 12, and then Andy knocked out the, the 13th one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and took it out. So it would have been good if they'd sort of gone on, but Steve's kind of there with the tent and, People are like wanting to pack stuff up, and it's like, right, who's gonna who's gonna pull the pin on this? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get back down the mountain. There's you're, no one you're there. Stuck at Buffoon's Gully, and it's like, okay, how much of the weekend have I got left? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, you kind of want to get out of there. So. Yeah. Tell tell us a bit so, about Andy, because we, we we sort of uh, yeah. consider you one of our correspondents. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Can, can you report in live? Yeah. Uh, tell us tell us a bit about Andy. Uh, I don't, to be honest, I don't know too much about him, eh? Uh, right. He's how did he approach um, things? I, I I do know him from he did crush the cargo in December, so he's super strong. Yeah. Um, he just kind of goes about his business, and you kind of you know have a bit of a chat to him here and there. But um, he is super strong. He did fifteen summits in December. Uh-huh. So so in December it's it's twenty four hours, and you do as many as you can. Yeah. Um, so it's just you know you just go as hard as you can and and see who can do the most. Yeah. Um, and he, he did 15, which is a hell of a, yeah. hell of a nut. That's a mission. Um, mm. Yeah. I did, I think I did eight hours in my first year and I did six. And then my second year I did 12 summits. And then the last year when he did 15, I did uh, 17. Mm. Um, so 15's like, like 17's the record that Chris and I have got. Yep. Uh, we've both done 17 um, different years. Mm. So, so fifteen's a, a decent crack. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's got some some decent plans coming up, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, cool. so, what do you? I mean, you've mentioned a couple of times Naseby and and Relapse. So are they are they both on the calendar for you? Uh, not for me. No. no. So Chris, oh, Chris is doing Naseby. We're doing, doing right. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, Naseby two hundred miler. Yeah. So the first two hundred miler race in New Zealand. Yeah. Were you tempted? Uh, uh it's always tempting to do the first right yeah like, yeah yeah so but no not really <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean i i don't know man i must I, admit I, i'm a bit surprised because i've seen you in action yeah. um and yeah i, I don't know I, yeah. I you're probably pretty unstoppable but are you looking forward to riverhead man it's it's gonna be great yeah, it's, well, it's been it's been a crazy year, right? And it's like uh, you kind of you train, you know, for a number of months, and then you know the world kind of goes nuts, and yeah. things thrown out a few months. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of getting getting back into it, eh? getting my mojo back and stuff. I think like everyone just took took a month out and and watched the world go by, you know, and just thought, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, you know, and when you've done three or four months big training, and then you know that that race gets push back or whatever then it's you kind of just got to reset right and yeah sort of go okay and, and at the time like during that month of lockdown you're like well look it's just a race right like at the end of the day mm. it's there's a lot going on mm. um did you do much training during lockdown uh so i sort of went on a running streak i ran every day but not i kind of took a bit of a break i guess yeah because i because i built up for the right you know like I, usually i build up for a race have the race and then take take some time off 
so I kind of didn't have the race and then took some time off, I guess. And mm. but I but I ran every day, you know, just because we like everyone had heaps of time, right? So yeah. most of us. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So how was your hundred squats, hundred sit-ups, hundred pull-ups? Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Just do it, do it, but every day. That's awesome, you know? man. We'll get to that. But like, how are you? Um, I want to talk about like, what's your start in the sport? I mean, how did you come? Oh yeah. To yeah. So back. So back. The backstory. Back in the day. Um. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. It's pretty interesting this podcast day eh? because you guys are pretty good actually. You haven't done any like early chat or anything so that's cool <laughs> what do you mean that <laughs> is the crush the cargo podcast <laughs> just just fly by the seat of your pants no that's so, all we do um, you have no idea you have no idea that's the way to go um no so i i guess i did a bit of running at school and stuff nothing you know i just played rugby and cricket at school where did you grow and, up uh in dunedin yeah 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 so out on the torrey plains there by the airport Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of you know, rugby, spates, and um, cricket. I guess is the kind of the deal down there. Um, so that that's pretty cool. And yeah, I did a little bit of running, and then I um, joined the army, and uh, for a couple of years, just for a bit of yeah, I just thought I'll you know join and go in there for a bit of an adventure for a couple of years. Um, and that's actually where I did my first marathon. So. Ah. It's almost like one of your guys' greatest run ever sort of stories, I guess. Because um, I said to a mate of mine, I think we were, I think I was eighteen, and we're, we're reasonably fit, but we we didn't really, you know, we weren't really runners or anything. Um, and Rotorua was coming up, but it was like it was like a week away. And I said to my mate, I said, "Oh, maybe we should go and do that Rotorua marathon." Yeah. And we, we were eighteen, nineteen. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. And he he came and uh, knocked on my door. Like I said to him about a week before the race, I said, oh, maybe we should go to Rotorua. And then he knocked on my door on Friday night at 9 o'clock and said, oh, you know, what are you up to? Should we go and do that marathon? And I said, well, it's like 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. The and next we're day? Par- oh, yeah, what? Palmerston North. Oh, so you're uh, on base, uh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, in Lin- we're in Linton. Linton, yeah. And I'm kind of looking at him and he, and he is like a, a pretty unique sort of a character. And I, and I kind of looked at him, and I was like, "Well, we'd have to get to Rotorua, and uh, you know, we're, we're we're a few hours away from there, and it's it's nine o'clock." And <laughs> and and I just looked at him and said, "Well, yeah, okay, let's go and do it then." And uh, not being the guy that wants to, you know, pussy out of it or whatever, so so we drove there and we slept in the front of his car and on the lake, and it was about three o'clock in the morning, I think, when we went to sleep. So we got a couple of hours of sleep in the front of a car, which was pretty horrific. And then, yeah, we went to the New World, bought some sandwiches and some power gels and stuff. And then back then it was like, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. So we went to the registration desk and the the guys said to us, oh, it's 80 bucks. And back then that, that was a lot of money. Yeah. We looked yeah. at them, we looked at each other and we, yeah, and we were like, oh, okay, mate, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. And so we, we went away and we were like, we're not paying 80 bucks for this. And so, so we didn't enter, and we just went and stood on the start line and just just ran it. <laughs> but well, it, it was, just banded it. Yeah, which uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do now. It'd be terrible. But, but back then, you were like, oh, that's that's eighty dollars is a lot of money. Eighty dollars is a lot of money now. You know, like um, now it's probably peanuts for a race. But yeah, so yeah, we, so we both did it, and we both finished, and it, it was pretty horrendous. Like. Um, I think like neither of us had run kind of over 15k before or something, and wow. I kind of knew quite a bit about you know running and stuff. I'd read like Lydiard's stuff sort of growing up, so I knew, I knew quite a lot about hitting the wall and pacing and and all and all that sort of stuff. So I think I got to about what did I get? I got to about 25k, and there were a couple of like guys running next to me, just kind of laughing and and hooting and stuff, and they were like, "Oh mate, you know, is this your first marathon?" and and I was like, yeah, yeah, and and I was going super slow. I thought, I thought I was going 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 pretty slow pacing it, and they were like, oh, you you know, you're going to hit the wall and you know, five k or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll be I'll be fine, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thirty two k just hit the wall. Oh, down by the airport. Yeah, nothing. That's exactly nothing what it is. Oh. Yeah. And it's quite a brutal course. Well, it was yeah. back then. It's like quite a long way, but. Um, 
Yeah, and that's a, that's a that's a slog home once you've hit the wall there. It was a it was a super slog, man. Yeah, yeah. And, like it's all relative, right? Like you yep. you do hundred mile races, but when you're doing a marathon for the first time, it yep. might as well be a hundred mile race. Right? Yeah, so, totally, totally. And um, what, were you in like uh, army boots and battle fatigues, or no, no, no? We were we were in runners, but yep. but, but we weren't organised. Like we didn't have anything on us, and we were kind of taking aid from the aid stations, I guess. But that was also a little bit complicated. Because so you didn't have race you know, numbers. Yeah, we didn't have race numbers and we we're kind of going under the radar. So, <laughs> you know, but, you know, a lot of people drop gels and stuff. So I remember like getting, oh, no. getting gels, you know, like gels that aren't opened and stuff, obviously. And then <laughs> and then I think a lady gave some bananas and stuff. But that when you hit the wall like that, oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys have, then you know that that That's last nectar. 10K. I've made a career out of it. Um, and yeah. you come into the finishing shoot. What do you do? Well, that was the thing. We were total amateurs, so we just ran in. You know, like we didn't cut off. We didn't cut off early because we weren't into. We just both ran through. And the guy on the mic was just like silent, like here come a guy. You know what I mean? Like we came in separately, but he was, you know, yeah. He's, he's, he's another competitor here. Like no one, no one realised, mate. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe back then no one. Yeah. Really cared, but... Did you get a medal? No, no. We just, no. But I remember, I remember going to work Monday, and I felt great. And we had like you know a reasonably hard PT session, and and I thought this is awesome, like because I felt good because we, I guess we had gone reasonably slow, and I'd maybe walk the last ten k. So my recovery yeah. was. Oh, you got good. your recovery in. Yeah, yeah I got my ten k walking at the end, and then sat in the hot pools and stuff, and then went to work Monday and just kind of blitzed a lot of people like in a run and swim and stuff. And wow. And I just thought, oh, this is great! Like you can actually hammer like this marathon thing on a Saturday, and then, and then be fully recovered on Monday. This is fantastic. Eight, 18, yeah. O to be eighteen again. Be 18. So what? Yeah, what what yeah. year was that? Uh so that would have been oh maybe like two thousand and two or something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what? Yeah. What's do you remember? What's roughly what time you did? Yeah, yeah. I know. I remember exactly what time I did. I did uh, something like four thirty. Yeah. My mate did four fifteen. He he beat me. Yeah, and then we we basically went back. I think two years later and did repeated the whole exercise, basically exactly the same. <laughs> and we didn't enter again. I think. And uh, I think I I think I put ten minutes on him. I think I did four fifteen, and he might have did four twenty or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Um, I think I ran through the shoot again. I think he he kind of disappeared. He was <laughs> he bailed. <laughs> a bit shaky. Yeah. Like, I think because I because I beat him, he was just like nowhere to be seen. Like, Where is that guy? <laughs> Yeah. So how long did you, how long were in the army for? Uh, I I did about three three or so years back then. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah so you went so. in pretty young and came out pretty young. Well, you went in very young yeah, and came yeah, out yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so learned a bit and had some good times and some um, hurry up and wait times and then huh. uh, yeah yeah no it was good and that and that probably sort of set me up for for a lot of things actually just for like. You know, going to the gym and having, you know, doing sort of some fitness and stuff like that was probably quite good for that. So, uh, um, yeah, so it kind of gave me a good base for. So what did what did you do after that? Uh, just just all over the shop. I eh? just uh, did a few years at uni in Otago. Um, you know, I've lived in Australia and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so sort of been been around a bit, just doing. Doing random things. I had a business in uh, Dunedin for about five years as well. Mm. And then, yeah. What we do? What? Pray tell. What's that? Pray tell. What's the business? Uh, oh, I had a business in Dunedin, uh, just a landscaping business. Oh, nice one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for about five years. Yeah. And then I guess that's where I, when I was maybe about twenty-five. Yeah, and then I started getting into like Kepler, and I started doing the motor tapu. I did the motor tapu marathon a few times. Yeah. And then I did, yes. So it, it took like over the year, like a, a lot of people in ultra running, they'll do, they'll kind of do everything in five years. You know what I mean? Like they'll, mm. they'll, they'll have a standing start where they're 25 and they haven't done anything or they're, they're 30 and they haven't done anything and then they'll do everything. You know what I mean? They'll do, they'll do a marathon and then five years later they're at UTMB or something. Yeah. And then <laughs> a year later they're injured, right? And then they're yeah. retired and they're, they're doing something else. They're having kids or they're, yeah. You know what I mean? Doing, they've got a business or something. Um, so I've kind of been chipping away at this, I guess, for for fifteen odd years. And uh, you know, I just kind of it's just kind of like a lifetime sort of thing, I guess, just to see how far 
you know, I can sort of take it. So I was like slowly built that distance up, um, you know, along with, you know, doing other stuff in life, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, rather than just kind of cramming it into five years, and, which if you want to do it, it's a cool way to do it. Yeah. But up to you. you know what I mean? I like, I kind of look at it like traveling or something like some people go and do an OE for a year and then mm. they come home and then that's it. They don't travel. And it's kind of like, well, why not try and, you know, do it a bit Spread more sustainably? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you yeah. think that, do, your life a bit more. Yeah. Do you think that's a secret to like the fact that you, you know, your 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 longevity in it? You, you you apply that sort of, you get your active recovery and then you can go to work on Monday and you know if you're relatively fresh, you know if you're not dr- doing everything, trying to cram every race and do everything, everything all the time. Yeah, I think so. I like well for me, like I just, you know, like I I don't really do that that many races, so. Mm. Um, I just kind of like if I want to do a race, I'll go and I'll do it. You know what mm. I mean? Like I, I want to, I'd see Northburn or something, and everyone's like, "Oh, Northburn's like super hard," and um, and then I'm like, "Okay, well that sounds like a bit of a challenge, so I'll, I'll do that." You know what I mean? And then I'll spend four or five months preparing, and then go and, and do it. And uh, you know, like some people want to do every race, and yeah. they want to want to do Northburn every year, and you know what I mean? Like, mm. um. Yeah, I'm not kind of too bothered, you know. <laughs> like, it's like I do do like a race like that, and then Riverhead or something comes along, and I'm like, okay, well that looks like a cool idea. Like, let's you know, like, let's go and do that. Because you're quite happy to just go along to a race and hang out, you know. You, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, I go to a lot of races you, here. Yeah, I mean, you, you go along yeah. to Mount Difficulty, you go along to Kepler, and and you, you're not there racing, but you you obviously feel part of the culture and you enjoy enjoy cool. being there. Yeah, it's, I mean it's pretty cool down here and. You know, you kind of want to be a part of the community, and I don't know a lot, a lot of what like myself and a lot of people down here do is, you know, we're we're just going out and going out in the mountains and and doing like different loops and stuff. Mm. So we're not necessarily um, doing races and and that sort of thing. We're just kind of like every other weekend doing doing big missions. Like missions, it's awesome yeah. fun. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's good fun. And then you know you have things like crush the cargo, and you kind of just go along to that and you know it's just good fun and a bit of a laugh and um yeah that's kind of the way i've treated it you know like yeah um and just kind of i guess over the years like looked at you know sort of do kepler and that 60k and then i think i did uh molesworth one year which was which was a double marathon and and then you know maybe a couple of years later i did like ultra easy which is 100k so i guess my kind of path's been maybe a little bit different whereas kind of sort of ended up going over like a 10 year period and mm. um what did yeah you... just doing it like that I, I don't know there's like so many things in life right so it's like hard to mm, kind of yeah. commit to, to one it, thing you it know, feels like, like a lot of ultra marathon runners or trail and ultra marathon runners look at it like a almost like you you know you get the cutlery from the supermarket mm. and you got so many things to get a thing and they go yeah. along and they'll do, like you said, they'll do this race or this race and I've done the 25 and I've done the 38, but I've got to do the 34, then the 100. You know, like mm-hmm. that kind of, almost that obsession to, you've ticked that all off, now what? Yeah. And now yeah. what? <laughs> you know, like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I think I lean much to more, much more towards your. Uh, yeah, I think like there is this kind of, you know, particularly in ultra running, there is this kind of like mindset you've kind of got to go, further and longer and yeah yeah and harder and stuff and i guess i'm 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 doing the same thing but it's uh maybe just i'm just doing it over a longer time well i mean you say that but yeah you you do run you know what some people would consider incredibly long distances well most people would consider yeah, i consider so it's not it, like, i was there it was yeah, yeah, long yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm among the considerers <laughs> but um yeah. you know it's not like you know i guess you know people shouldn't have the impression that you're uh you know, just sort of pottering around. You, you're, you know, you're a serious runner, and you, and you put a lot of work into it, and you, and you yeah, take, no, and you no, just take off sure. big, big chunks. You know. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like it, it is. Um, there is a lot of work that goes into it. It is. I do kind of take it seriously. Um, but at the same time, I guess it's. I can kind of see it for what it is, and mm. it's. Mm. Um, mm. And that comes. That really comes across. Like when you were on the. Like every time you come in at relapse i was like there's something 
Cause I, I mean, I watch people for a living, right? Like, well, not what? That sounds a bit creepy. Like, I've got to mind my somewhere. <laughs> I think I think it's somewhere like Riverhead, though, right? You you do get to see people. Like, even as a competitor, you especially if if it's down to four or five. Oh, absolutely. You, you, you totally notice who they are. like. You don't know who like you might like. I didn't know who Katie was, but no I could, one did. Like, I was picking up, going, okay, well, she's you yeah. know maybe she's got her knees a bit sore or something. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're taking stock absolutely. of how they're getting on. Yeah, and. and- uh, and that was very, it was very interesting with you. It's like, oh, this guy, he looks so casual and yeah. at the same time pretty bloody serious. You know, that was a real, <laughs> like, it kind of makes sense. The army thing actually yeah. really makes sense. Yeah. That, that really makes tell, tell us about um, Aerobic Edge, man. I'm, I'm yeah, a fan. Yeah, so, 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 so I guess with, yeah, my background um, in the military uh, over the years, doing a few things there and, uh last year i did a personal training course um just to get a bit more formal kind of education behind me yeah 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 so i did uh eight months in christchurch uh doing that so so yeah i kind of started that business up and doing doing a bit of coaching now which is cool um and yeah like like i said i've kind of yeah just sort of built up over the years with the sport so hopefully i've got you know, along with some education, um, some experience and stuff to pass on and um, help other people out. And, yeah, I do, I do go to, like, a lot of events down here and and kind of see a lot of people racing. And, yeah, I've kind of got hopefully a reasonable sort of base of knowledge for, um, yeah, kind of the running and endurance side of it. Mm. Um, but also, like, the strength stuff. Like, so, you know, like when you're in the Army, you're doing, you know, strength training and endurance sort of stuff every week. Um and there's some pretty good like instructors there and stuff. So, you know, when you're 18 and 19 and you kind of soak all that stuff up, it's gives you a pretty good, pretty good idea of what what they're trying to achieve with you and stuff, and that kind of helps. Mm. What's your uh, philosophy? I like, I don't want to be too formal, but like, what what is the it that you like? Stuff. Yeah, the training. What do you, what do you? Because well, there's so I mean, many different. We we speak to so many different people who have so many different philosophies. But one of the is it more the strength work? Yeah. That's, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think the um, like the endurance stuff's pretty well established that you need kind of that aerobic base and stuff. That's not really um, sort of too debatable, you know, like that Lydiard sort of style mm. um, training. And then, you know, you can kind of tease things out as much as you want and kind of debate, you know, all the other stuff um, quite a lot. But, yeah, it's – if you want to have good endurance, then you've got to train endurance, right? And then, and then you've got to time stuff, you know, and you've got to have that, have some speed work, and you've got to have have some strength work and stuff like that. Um, and you can kind of, you know, you can kind of debate, you know, how to go about that and when, when to when to do that and how much of that to do and all that. Um, but but some of the bigger picture stuff, I think, is is, is reasonably clear. But uh, I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot of it's kind of interesting looking at the ultra running scene and and just the fitness sort of world in general and and I think I don't know maybe it's the media or maybe it's human nature or something but everything generally gets polarized mm. which I think's a big problem and yeah and I, I kind of have a bit of a middle ground and just try and you know like there's no kind of special diet or there's no kind of magic bullet for training like you just got to you know got to kind of be sensible, you know, about it. <laughs> like, you got yeah. to do it, really, I guess, eh? Whatever it is, you yeah, got to actually yeah. turn up and do it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I mean, like some, some people, like, for example, like some people will say, or will be a headline that will say, like, you know, Camille Heron doesn't run longer than 30 or 40K or something for a training. Yeah. And then everyone will go, oh, well, that, that's awesome. Like, I'll go and do a 100-mile race. Yeah. And I, I won't run longer than 30K or something. And it's like, it just gets, like, from one extreme to the next. And yeah. then yeah. you're like, but it's not really accurate, you know, and it's not really yeah. applicable to you as a person. Like, it's maybe good for her, you know, and her mm. situation is, like, totally different to yours. Mm. And then, you know what I mean? But it seems like the information out there and the and the headlines are just, really misleading so well i'm not gonna get into media bashing but um <laughs> <laughs> give myself an uppercut but um 
But I think I think you're right, and and I, I mean I put it down to human nature. Everyone wants the everyone wants the easy pill, don't yeah, they? they? They just want they to take want, a pill. They want a soundbite, right? Well, they Absolutely. want they want the easy way. It's like this they is this is what it is. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and that's the same with diets, the same with training. But you're right exactly. that the fundamentals you can't really argue with them. If yeah. you're going to do an aerobic sport, you got to be aerobically strong. We went out for a, like a long run on the weekend, and our friend Sean came with us, who's like this classically, and Eugene is as well, this classically trained, mm. classically trained runner. Like yeah. just so, per- he's so perfect. And we did this run, it was like three hours and he was so happy. Mm. Like he he sort of came up to us and he was like, this is amazing. This is just, I can't yeah. believe we're doing this. This is the class, you know, this is the, the, the symphony. Yeah, of, the bre- he calls it this, the bread and butter. This is the you know? bread and butter. This yeah. is what you need to mm. do. This is what mm. we need to be doing. Yeah. And there was some magic in it, eh? It was a really, like it was a gravel roads in Riverhead. Mm. In fact, yeah. we ran out to the gravel roads on road in Riverhead and then ran gravel roads. And it was amazing because it, it wasn't, you know, we didn't go up a bloody peak or do anything like that. We, we did that on Saturday. But, like, it was so good. And it was that yeah. stuff. Just and it was raining base, no. and kind of we went down mm. by the rel- where the relapses and, you know, just and it was muddy as hell and it was it was cold and, I'm not as cold as where you were, but um, it was so it was so good. <laughs> but you just got to do those runs, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, that's what you need to put those blocks in place to be able yeah, to I th- do I think, the things. I think people you want. kind of it's it kind of gets you know like you've got to be you've got to be a gym guy or you've got to be a runner or yeah. you know like people put themselves into boxes. And mm, I think yeah, it's, and this it's the same with maybe you know like the politics or whatever and and whatever else, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really that helpful. You know mm. what I mean? Like, cause, cause then the runner's like, oh, well, I, I you know, I don't go to the gym or I, mm. I don't do strength work, you know, like mm. I, I, do, I do missions on Saturday and I drink craft beer and yeah, and you, you kind of put, pigeonhole yourself into this, into this position and you're like, well, you don't have to be like a bodybuilder, but you, you could maybe do some strength work, you know mm. what I mean? Like a couple of times a week or something. And, yeah. Um, you know, like I think a hundred years ago, people did a variety of stuff. They didn't just. That's right. You know, they, they did a variety of work, right, and they're really healthy. And if you look at kids and stuff, they grow up, you know, jumping and running and throwing yeah. and doing all this stuff. And then, you know, they become, like, great athletes. And people go, oh, wow, like, you know, mm. that kid's just, like, burst onto the scene. And you're like, yeah, but he's been doing, like, a whole bunch of random stuff mm. for, like, 15 years. He's got Absolutely. a great base. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, for me, and probably that's kind of me – um, personally, is like just yeah, trying not to pigeonhole myself too much, and, yeah, yeah, and just have a bit of balance and 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 then I think for the that you know for ultra running, hopefully that kind of works out because I think it helps if you're a bit more relaxed and mm. um, you've got a bit more balance and maybe you do a bit of strength work and mm. you do a bit of biking, like whatever it is, biking or skiing or or something, um, you know, because because classically what happens is um, people get into running or something and then a couple of years later they get injured. And then, then they go to the physio and they get a bunch of exercises they don't want to do. And then a couple of months later, they, they sort of get better. And whether that's to do with the exercises they're doing or just because, <laughs> they're, just because they've had a couple of months off or something. And then they get back into running and then they go running again. And you and to me, I'm kind of like, well, why don't you have a bit more balance? Like yeah. just do a bit of running and then do a bit of – do what you want to do. You know, like play – you know, go run – I don't know, throw the ball with your dog or go skiing mm. or, or do something yeah. and, and, and do stuff that you're going to do for maybe the rest of your life mm. that's got, kind of going to keep you healthy. Um, yeah. You know, like if you want to go to the gym and you, and you like lifting some weights, like do that or something and do, do your running or something or, yeah. or do some swimming, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Because no one does those physio exercises, right? Like mm. it's, you know, like people do them and go, okay, I'm not doing them. Yeah, you know, anymore, yeah, anymore. yeah. You guys, you guys do the main. Oh, I, I don't nerd. go to a physio, man. I, I, no, I don't. I can't remember the last time I went to a physio. I cannot remember yeah. the last time I was seriously injured or went to a well, physio. Well, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. And, 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 and it's because I'm active. I do. Yeah. I do stuff. And yeah, like probably in your job, you're on your feet all the time, right? And you're like, oh, I wish. I wrote a desk this morning. and Because I... a, a lot of good ultra runners... Um, you know, they sort of burst onto the scene, and then you're like, okay, what do you do? And they've got, you know, they're really physical, really yeah. physical job. Yeah, always on their feet. feet. Yeah, they might yeah. not be doing much, but they're always standing or they're yeah. always yeah, you know, moving. Discs are the devil. I've decided. Yeah. It's it's yeah, interesting because yeah. I mean, I, like I, I can't remember when I haven't run. Um, yeah, I've always enjoyed it. 
but um, you mentioned the, the Lydiard books, and as a kid, I used to devour those as well. But my yep. take-home message from those when I read them, because I was so yeah. myopic about running, was that it's just running, running, running. And it wasn't until recently when I picked up yeah. one of my original Lydiard books and I had a look in the middle. He's actually got some strength exercises in there and photographs of oh. a Venezuelan um, yeah, Olympic yeah, yeah. lifter demonstrating yep. these exercises. And I was like, how did I yep. not see this when I was yeah. 14, 15, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever? Uh, I, I was just so myopic about running. But it's interesting. Yeah, you know, no, and now I mean, it's sort of I mean, come I mean, around. And I'm, but it's, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, his, his hill bounding and stuff is, oh, you know, like that's the hill springs. Plyomet- plyometrics, plyometrics, right? I mean, yeah. It's, it's what yeah. people are doing in uh, CrossFit and box jumps and all that sort of stuff. That's so, right. Um, yeah, I mean, he was, he's onto it, dude. But when you look at him, I think he was experimenting and he was trying different yeah. things. And he was, he was, he, I don't know, he had a milk run or whatever. Yeah, so he was the milkman. Like, yeah. strong and, yeah. Um, well, and he'd, he'd yeah. um, remember when he was he was um, building a batch up at Whangaparaua Peninsula. So he'd do his milk run, run yeah. up there, build, yeah. and then run back. So just, you know, physically yeah, yeah, strong. Yeah. You know, in, and you look at the guy, he's, yeah. he was physically. He was nuggety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I know, guess that's the thing to its time. These books, like you said, and I think about the, oh, not to be too flossy about it but i think about your uh you know be more savage and for some yeah. reason i think about aldous huxley the noble savage and it kind of take that you could say be more savage and he's like Rah, monster energy or rip your clothes or whatever but you could also yeah. think of like actually be more active yeah like what do people do who are you know they do like what arthur lydia did or what people through time immemorial done or nurses and doctors mm. and they get out and yeah. they pad the feet and they go yeah. and they yeah just move around move yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that. Yeah, well, that I think. I mean, did you see in lockdown how busy everyone was? Like the roads around you, around your place was. I mean, it's probably pretty active anyway. But like, man, Riverhead was the most active it's yeah. ever been. People out walking, running, biking. Mm. Like the dogs were hiding, the, saying, the I, dogs, "I can't be walked yeah. anymore." <laughs> been walked so many times, <laughs> except yeah. my dog, who was like, <laughs> "But yeah. you know, like, oh man, just it, yeah, it is. I, it's stunning." It's, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe it's just the way society is now with TVs and oh. computers and stuff. But, yeah, oh. it was definitely good to see people see people out and about. Queenstown was, was pretty quiet for sure. It was, mm. uh, yeah. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, see three people in town going for your run every day or something. Wow. It was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Where do you think things yeah. are go- I mean, how do you think things are going to kind of crack back in i mean it's certainly a changed you know the, I, the next... I, I mean i i don't know i mean i i keep a fairly open mind about these sort of things and yeah i, I don't really know man i mean queenstown's definitely taken a hit in terms of tourism mm. um and the big the big players here yeah. uh, who employ a lot of people yeah. um sort of been decimated so um yeah how that plays out for the future obviously with the borders um, closed and restricted. That's that's pretty. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty tough. Pretty limiting. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to me, to me, I kind of look at it, and it, it really depends on the next domino, right? And and Absolutely. what happens, mm. and how how that falls. Like, yeah, it's it's hard to know. So I think people are going to go, and then you know, the next sort of races that are happening over the calendar. It's like watching the Super Rugby Aotearoa. You know, everyone's so psyched for the mm. for the football because it's a it's something that we can go to together. Be it's on, yeah, you know. So yeah, any race is just going to be yeah, like fl- I, I, yeah, flopped, I mean, like, and people are going to go mad. Yeah, well, Mount Mount Difficulty was pretty cool. Like yeah. everyone yeah. was super pumped for it. <laughs> yeah, have you done yeah. that one? Uh, I DNF that one. This is my second DNF, I guess, after Riverhead because well, I was really sick uh, for about ten days, just like with bad flu. Yeah, right. And uh, this was. So June last year after Riverhead. Yeah. And uh, so I turned up, I had like a flu for about 10 days and I thought, oh, well, I'll just go and blow it through by doing Mount Diff because it's not going away. So I was like, <laughs> that's, that's the cure. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, the you, cure. You, you yeah, have yeah. a flu or something for 10 days. You're like, is this going away? Like, what's the deal? Like, yeah. you know, time to get rid of it. So I'll yeah. go and blow it through at Mount Diff. And <laughs> I did about half the race and then I, I was like, I'll be out here forever trying yeah. to finish this, you know. <laughs> This is getting ridiculous. Who would have so. thought 194 kilometres would take a toll on you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, start, I started Mount Diff in my puffer jacket and everyone was like, what are, you, what are you doing, man? And I was like, man, I'm coughing up a lung here. I'm not. I'm just going to I'm just gonna go for a cruise, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm doing anything. It was great fun. Yeah. Took a, took a lot of photos and 
yeah, it was. I was like running with a lot of people. It was it was awesome, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. But it, it was my second DNF in a row. Which was, yeah, and then, and then I'd say my third DNF on the weekend. So, you know. oh no, hey, these, these races, eh? These last person standing races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're tough on the ego. What? To, just um, we should wrap up soon. But you um had that amazing job of running yeah. the track, running the trails. Uh, oh, yeah, returning the, the cars. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Tell how'd you get into that? Uh, so there's a couple of companies down here um, that do the relocations. They've been going for about ten years. Yeah, and just to explain um, for people who don't know. Can you just explain how it happens, how it works? Yeah. So the so the Rootburn 32k track and the logistics of it are a bit of a nightmare. So you've got to uh, if you just walk walk one way, then you're stuck at the divide, uh, the Milford Sound end. Mm. Um, you've either got to catch a bus or um, what we used to do was we just used to do the double you know you just go and run the double and then you would you know in a day or whatever um, but if you tramp it then you've got to yeah catch a bus or if you sign up with one of the companies in Glen Orca you can get your car relocated so so yeah I've done that for a couple of summers so you just yeah kind of relocate the cars and take them around to the other end you've got you know usually takes people three days to tramp so yeah um, you've kind of got a three-day deadline, and you can you drive a car around, and then usually you'll pick another one up. Yeah. Or if there's no car there, then you'll run across. Yeah. So, um, so you must yeah, have done some mean, decent training weeks doing that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's not a great job if you're not a runner. Um, <laughs> just, oh, runner! You're just, what you you're just you're just driving cars all the time. <laughs> or, uh, but but like I would do, you know, I'd do say five or six hours of driving. And then I'd run the route burn in four and a half hours, and that's a ten and a half hour day. But I've got my run in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go to a job for eight hours and then you come home and go for a four and a half hour run, you yeah, you know what I mean. You're like yeah. thirteen hours in the bank, and, and yeah. you're not getting paid for it. So you're paid yeah. to run the route burn, and you, you must have driven some nice cars. Yeah, you're driving. Well, it's mostly the rentals and stuff. Right, and, right. But yeah. new like ranges sometimes and stuff, which is quite good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like last year. It, Things can get quite out of hand um, depending on how they kind of allocate them. But, yeah, so last year when I did Crush the Cargo, I did a root burn. I ran the root burn on Monday. I ran the root burn on Tuesday. And then I ran the root burn on Thursday. And then Crush the Cargo was on the Saturday. So I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll recover. Chilled on, on Sunday, like I'll that Craig David song. I'll recover on Friday. And then, yeah, turned up on the Saturday and, and thought, well, this the legs are probably going to be pretty heavy. Like this isn't in the yeah this isn't in the super book. Yeah, it's pretty not to, not in Lydia's book. Yeah, yeah to run to three root burns um, before a race, and then I, and then yeah, I started running up cargo and I felt fine. So yeah, you're warmed yeah. up. Yeah. And speaking so of ca- sorry, no, it was go. a big, big, big week. Yeah, it's like a two hundred and forty odd k week. Wow. And speaking of cargo, I mean, how's the podcast going? Well, you guys be keeping an eye on us for sure. <laughs> oh, you're always in a, you're always on a, what are we watching our Good six? On the radar. <laughs> oh man, I, I wish there were 20 more. Like, it's like, yeah, we, no, we well, do it bloody well. And like, I'm yeah. talking we as in collectively. And um, yeah, I just like more media, please, in New Zealand about running because yeah. we do it, we do it really well. You know, it's, it's good to do it. It's good to do it. I think you know, like Andrew and Steve started that podcast sitting at the pub having a beer, I think, and they just turned a recorder on. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but so, you know, we've had some pretty good guests on there in the last Absolutely. month. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Chris McDougall. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bit. To be honest, boys, it's, it's a bit of a challenge with um, kind of four people, um, <laughs> and especially in this sort of style, you know, like on a looking at a laptop and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I talked to James Harkham the other week. Yeah. Um, and that that was quite good, like sort of face to face. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a bit more manageable. So legend. Um. Yeah, he's he's the man. So yeah. it was good. To, good to try and chat to people like that. Um. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, Crush Cargill's kind of got a life of its own, I guess. Um, absolutely, sure it absolutely does. It absolutely yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And you're right. So, it's crazy in the digital age. Like when we started this, we a we had no idea the frequency or the longevity or anything, but we anticipated yeah. that we'd be doing a hell of a lot more face to face. I we can count on. Mm. Oh, like not very many over two hands. How many face to face ones we've done, even with people yeah. in Auckland? Just <laughs> it'd be Time. nice though, wouldn't it, to do more? Oh, of them. oh yeah, it's the best. Because yeah. well, you, you guys could get a lot of good guests in Auckland. 
Like you get a good variety of people. Though. Yeah, we do. I guess maybe not the runners. So you know, maybe not. Mm. You kind of run out. Yeah, it's. Di- I mean, it's different, isn't it? Like if you want, and you look at it, in each centre has yeah. different, sp- almost specificity. Yeah. You know, and different kind of. Well, you think about tribalism. You know, like you're going to get a different sort. And like I think what Auckland has is a diversity because it's so big. Yeah. You yeah. know, you go to yeah. Wellington or Queenstown or Dunedin, and everyone's like, yeah. And together, yeah, yeah, and then the there's worm. all, and then there's all the outliers. Yeah, you go to yeah. you go to Wellington, the worm runs. You know, I don't know if you've ever done them, yep. but like, I know, I've, no, but they, they're so tight because everything's they're just there. It's like Mount Vic's on literally on your back doorstep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think like like Queenstown has like its own kind of flavour for, you know, there's a couple. We've got a couple of running groups here, and you know, Dunedin's different again, and then you've got like the guys from Southland, and he's got mm. like boys from Christchurch and stuff but yeah like I guess like that from Queenstown there's you know there's a lot of like quite independent people that have got like some skills and stuff and mm. they can do like a lot of backcountry skiing and climbing and um and then they do a bit of running in summer and stuff like that so they have quite a good mix yeah 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 um and then you'll get like the guys from Dunedin and they'll do like you know you got guys like Glenn Sutton and he's just running you know huge races all year round you yeah know? And it's yeah just like, yeah um just probably the the ultimate savage, um, <laughs> if you like. Um, yeah, so it's kind of different in different parts, right? So, um, yeah. but what about relapse? Uh, who's on the who's on my radar there? Collins. Yeah, just the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's been like it's uh, it's real hard to, and I'm I'm speaking for myself here. And I know that Sean and it's good. It's good that he gave us a couple of months' notice. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was that thing, you know, we were planning right up to the right up to the wire, you know, and and right. and if you you think yeah, of the analogy, right. they were down to the last bullet in terms of yeah, wanting yeah. to put the race on, and then it gets it, you know, lockdown happened. Um, yeah. I couldn't really tell. I couldn't really tell you, but I know Sean's, you know, training like the best he is, and it's it's going to be sick. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew McDowell, Andrew yeah. McDowell, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, Fiona Hayvice. Fiona Hayvice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she'll go pretty well. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Tom Hunt. Tom Hunt signed up. I think is he. I don't know. He seems to be running quite a lot. He's running a hell of he's a lot. He's doing. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got some. Lot. He's got mm-hmm. some big. He's got some big. Um, What's because he was going to go off and do Tahoe, Tahoe. but oh, I presume yeah, Con- presume yeah. that won't be just, on now. <laughs> I haven't checked, but that's uh, Who's the guy? Um, uh, his name, but yeah, there's a few people, and then there could be, could be say another Katie Wright somewhere in there hiding exactly. amongst exactly, exactly, and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? <laughs> could you be know? interesting. Yeah, was it was it um was it a hard decision for you? I mean, did you just like see it? It was back on, and you were straight in, or did you did you think about it? Given that it's August, it's going to be muddy, it's going to be cold. I guess the cold's not an issue for you, but you know, it's a few more. It's a bit yeah. the degree of difficulty is a bit more than in April. The degree of difficulty. Ah, yeah. oh, that is what it is. I mean, it's a Used different challenge. I guess it, yeah. it's a bit flatter than last year, so it's going to go longer. Mm. Uh, but, but then, like you say, it's in the middle of winter, so it yeah. could be could be boggy. So maybe yeah. it won't go longer. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't really think. I don't really think about that sort of stuff. Yep. You're you know, straight like, in. Yeah. Like I said, like I don't, I don't do that many races, so I kind of mm. if if a race kind of grabs me, then I'll. Yeah, yeah I'm sort of, I sort of, I'm not. I'm not thinking about like you know mud or winter or you no. know what I mean. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just like okay, I'll, I'll go and do it. It's not that far from home. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like for me, like like I said, I kind of built up from did that marathon when I was like 18 or 19, and now it's like probably getting to that point where okay, we're starting to find some limits here, you know, over sort of a 15 year period. So for me, like it's more of a overall kind of picture yeah as a, yeah. as opposed to like oh there's you know this race or something yeah um yeah so but yeah i think um oh the other guy i was thinking i was mike field he um, oh, okay. well i saw him run a couple hundred k at uh at the 24 hour mm. at the millennium track there in mm. auckland so mm. Mm. and that's that's brutal mm. running mm. around a 400 meter track can't imagine it. Those those guys get torn apart. By. Yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you guys been to that? Yeah, you guys but, come to that. Oh, well, I'll, I'll should... probably go to that because it's because you just you, you don't have to move. You can just sit there, sit there and watch. <laughs> yeah. 
That's great. Watch the oh, space. Hey, hey um, I reckon it's yeah. time, Adam Keane, that you told us your greatest run ever. How's he ever going to top what he told us at the start? True. Have you got one? Yeah, have you, are you, have you got, you gonna, like, you got one in your back pocket? Uh, Swing for the fences. Yeah, that that Rotorua run was pretty, <laughs> pretty good. No, to be, to be honest, boys, I've, I've, had, I've had probably a lot of good runs. Um, you know, so it's hard to, hard to put one into the greatest run ever category. Mm. Um, just for diff- different reasons, you know, like that you do your first marathon or whatever when you're, you know, 18, 19 and you've kind of got no idea and it's sprung upon you the night before, then, you know, that's a pretty pretty good yarn and a, a pretty good greatest run. And then, yeah. but then you think about, you know, doing, uh, yeah, I don't know, your first hundred mile or something and, you know, that could be your greatest run ever, right? Like, mm. um, or your worst run ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you look at something like Riverhead and you think, well, you know, you're kind of sitting there with, I don't know what to get down to five of us and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it was, it's kind of interesting looking at Riverhead, uh, and I don't know about uh, you, Matt, but you how you thought that it was going to play out. But when when I was there, you kind of think, oh, you know, Sean's looking strong and Ian's looking strong, and and then it kind of goes the other way. It was like when I, because I did the night shifts, right? So like stayed up over, stayed up overnight, right. and I think I got sort of put to bed at gunpoint about I don't know what time, like eight in the morning. I got for three hours sleep because it was hot. Get up, and everyone's still there. So Ash Putty was the last sort of. He was the sixth yeah, runner. Okay. He dropped yep. out of the 120, and then you kind of go to sleep for whatever. Get up. You're all still there. You're all still there. You're all still there. And <laughs> and we were settling in. And this is how it was. Yeah. We were all settling in for the for the afternoon. And I remember what it sounded like. I remember the hum of the generators. I remember the music. It was quite. It was warm. It was still. It was beautiful in the valley, Adarima Valley Road. And then there was that one lap, and the one lap when Sean's Achilles went and Ian's gut went. You know, and these two guys, and Ian, Ian would been running, yeah. and there was you and Katie and Andrew, but Ian had been running like his his splits were within ten seconds of each other for that whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and we were yeah. over a hundred miles at this yeah. point, and yeah. then it just went to pack, and <laughs> Sean's not come back, and everyone's like, "Oh well, wow," and uh, I'm looking at Maddie, but, and but, the, it, that's so that's how it played. It, it felt like it was going to go yeah. on forever, so I couldn't tell. Any, like yeah. I knew Andrew McDowell wasn't going to win it because he said he wasn't going to win it, and and as competitive as he is, but either of the four of you, I had no idea. I had no. Yeah, I it, it was pretty. It was it was pretty poker face for, for quite a long time. Yeah. Apart apart from Andrew, I think like Andrew was, he was sort of waffling and talking, and you were like, okay, the, you know, for a few <laughs> hours, and you're like, this guy, you know, he. He's a he's a season nut nutcase. Um, he's super <laughs> super quick, but you're like he's he's rambling for hours on. You can't like you can't keep going keep, keep going like that. But he and he and he yeah. kept on saying to me because we were sort of we were having the conversation. He'd be like, "Oh no, I'm done." I'm like, "No, you're not. Come on, get up." Yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. And he he was the he was the plate. He sort of his I thought of his place as like the placeholder, and he almost like your pacer. He kept everyone kind of because it's that power in numbers, right? So yeah. if there's six or seven of you at a hundred miles. I don't know when it's going to start. It's like what um, Dave Proctor said about um, Biggs, right? He goes, if there's six people at 60 laps or whatever, it's going to go to 80 laps or, yeah. or, or what have you. Yeah. You, but, need, you need that group, I think. Yeah. yeah. But when he – It does um, – it's, it's hard to manage. Like it's when – you, when you start out and there's 50 of you and you're just looking at it going, this is going to go forever, and then there's 40 of you or whatever, it, it's not really manageable. You kind of no. look – you don't know people. And you're not really talking that much, and you're kind of like, "This is ridiculous," you know. It's going to go forever. And yeah. then when it gets when it gets to five, it's it's a good number. But yeah. then, like you say, it just goes. It seems it like goes for hours, and you're like, "Someone's got to give." Like someone's got to drop here. Yeah. And then, and then bang yeah. bang. And then you put in that. I and think was it your bang, second bang, to lap? Yeah. Your second to last lap was it? You put in that like forty nine minute effort. <laughs> no, it was like it was a bit earlier. I think was it was it? like twenty twenty five. I think it was twenty five. He puts in this 49 minute, just comes in like. Put in a quick one. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's going, what are you up to? What's going you know, on? He's a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah. What was going yeah. on? Uh, so so we'd done, I think we'd done 24, and Andrew was, everyone's poker faced, and we went out on the 24th, and 
like I think it, I think it's good not to think about it too much. You know what I mean? Don't think about the mileage. Don't think yeah. about the hours. Yeah. You know, twenty four is a hundred miles, right? But yeah. you just in the back of your mind, you're not talking about it. You're just doing a lap. And uh, Andrew was like, "Hey, this is the hundred. This is a hundred miles." And you know, you're kind of like, I was like, "Oh yeah, is it cool?" <laughs> <laughs> like you know, um, knowing full well that you know that we've run a hundred miles, and that's you know that's decent enough. Um, and then yeah, I think because I. I I think I was running maybe 54 or something. You were, yeah. Laps. And then, yeah, I think I started to I started to feel it then, maybe in, the, in that last couple of hours from like 22 hours or something. And then, yeah, so I got to the 25th hour and I thought, oh, this is I'm gonna have to speed things up here because you know things right. aren't because so it was maybe a tactical a, decision. Well, maybe I did a 56, you know, and then yeah. I thought, I'm, if I if I keep getting slower, I'm gonna get cut. So right. And and you've got to understand, which uh, you know, I was always at the back from the start. You so, were, I I was coming down the hill in the truck. You were dead last at yeah, one point. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, from fifty people or forty people. Yeah, I was it was tactical. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You jogged so, up the hill. Yeah, exactly. So when there were forty people, I was fortieth. Um, so you, yeah, like I never saw those guys for the whole race. You know, you, like I never saw Ian or. Um, Sean or anyone. So, so on that twenty fifth lap, I, I've, I've got to go quicker, right? So, so I went out quicker, and it's the first time I'm in front of everyone. And then, and then I get to the and I, and I kind of think, okay, I'm going to go for five or ten minutes, and these guys are going to go past me, right? And I get to the water tower or yep. that water tank on the road. Yep, yep. And I was maybe it was what what's that like fifteen minutes or something? Yep. Yeah, and I, it was like it's say twelve. It, it was like say twelve minutes. And I was like, holy heck, like I'm three minutes down on what I've been doing the whole time. Like I'm way ahead. But I thought, oh, they're going to pass me on the road. And then I got up, I get up the road. No one, like I can kind of, I don't think there was anyone coming. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, where is everyone? Maybe I've won. Yeah, well, no, no, then then I started thinking, hang on, maybe these guys aren't as strong as I thought they were. Like, you know, and then I got, I was got like halfway through the forest and then Ian, caught me up and I thought man that took a long time for him to catch me because mm. um, because and I was I don't know if maybe I just had a good wind on that lap or something because I felt pretty good so I was just kind of I felt like I was cruising and then and then he kind of came past and he went past me and he went and I thought oh man he's he took a long time to pass me and I felt like I was jogging and then he slowly went past me he kind of you know said well, oh you're doing a fast lap or whatever and I'm just doing what I'm doing, you know. I'm not really doing much. <laughs> I'm just run, I'm just doing a lap. And uh, and he went past me, and then I was kind of watching him, and I thought, man, he's not really going that quick, you know. So then I cruised past him, and I kind of and you kind of sense people, and I kind of sensed them just kind of sigh a little bit. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, but I kind of felt I kind of felt that when I went past him, right. and I just I just, and I felt like I cruised past him. And then, and then, so I, I came around, finished that lap, and you, and I heard you when I came in because it's a great setup where you zigzag in, absolutely, and, and you're like, oh, here comes the first one back, and it's, and then you've still got a couple of minutes before you cross the line. Um, so yeah, you were like, oh, this is going to be way quicker than, than normal, and it, it was like, what was it, forty six minutes or yeah, something? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It, it was like twenty five or something, and then. Yeah, but that that was a I kind of had to do that because I felt like if I blew out a couple more minutes, I was going right. to be 50, 59 yeah. or something. So yeah. I put that up, and uh, yeah, and I've kind of seen that though with uh, Tennessee and stuff. I think I think you see guys do a quicker lap, and you kind of know the wheels are coming off. Right, right. <laughs> it's a sign. You know, like, yeah. it's, right. it's, it's the calmness I mean, as you're drowning. Like, yeah, it's like those guys are fifty hours and. I don't know. I don't know if it's something to do with some fast twist, twitch muscles or something that haven't been utilised. Right. They're still. Yeah. They're still there. And they're still okay. Yeah. You've got a match in there to burn or something because you've just been <laughs> using all your slow twitch fibres or something. I don't know what it is, but okay. it yeah. felt great that lap, but it yeah. didn't feel good uh, that fifteen minute break <laughs> <laughs> because I, I got up and and you guys blew the whistle and then uh, it, it was the first time in the whole race I I'd had a what a 14 minute break mm. and I got up with 30 seconds to to go across the line I stood up and my knee was 
like you know seized or whatever and I was oh. like damn and then I just and I just walked to the line and and everyone's standing there and they're like oh what was that laugh all about and I'm looking at them going my knees doesn't work this is <laughs> yeah. gonna be terrible but I'm just like oh well you know you gotta do a quick lapse but um and then and that came right yeah. and then, but like you say like everything felt a bit so I think that it was then like Ian, like something happened to Ian halfway around and then mm. Ian and Sean same thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, was it yeah yeah know. It was. Andrew, oh, so Andrew dropped and then. So Andrew, 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 the tree. And, Andrew dropped. He got to the gate and then sort of he he yeah. went like ninety he degrees. Went, and by the time I got to him, he was like desperately trying to pull his leg yeah. thing off. <laughs> and what happened with Sean was it was interesting with Sean because because we got down to the three of us and and we went out and then uh, I think maybe I was Sean caught me up on the road. This was it must have been lap twenty seven. And uh, and I I was done. I was like pretty pretty um, pissed off, and I was like, well, that's, that's going to be it. I'm going to be third place or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm done. And I was like, kind of grinding up the hill, and I could hear Sean coming up slowly behind me. And then and he kind of went past me and and uh, sort of gave me some encouragement. And I was like, well, I'm done, and it's going to be Sean and Katie. And then and then what happened was I, I came through the forest. And, and I was walking through the forest, done. And then I come around the corner and Sean's standing down on the road, mm. like, like down on the track, not moving. And I, and I thought, oh, you know, he's, he's fine. And so I, I started running, then I ran past him and I thought he's going to jump on and run with me. And I was like, hey, bro, you know, let's go. And then that was it. He didn't come. And I was like, oh, it's, it's me and Katie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, but I'd been hanging on for three loops. Like yeah. I'd been doing eights or something and i i was getting sucked into that finish line then i was getting spat back out yeah yeah no i I had nothing in there i had nothing in the tank well it was it was was was, no it wasn't hilarious it was it was amazing (laughs) yeah it was it was savage oh i can't wait to see what what happens in august man it's gonna be awesome yeah 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 awesome hey well thanks for jumping on with us tonight man we really really appreciate appreciate it it. and uh yeah we look forward to seeing you in august yeah yeah yeah. And then, uh, stay savage and, uh, yeah. So watch out, Mr. Hitler, you have met your match in us. What did you do when you were 18? Yeah, I, I played a bit of tennis and I, I think I ran up Mount Cargill once, but I certainly didn't drive to Rotorua to run a marathon. Man, savage from the start. I wish, I, I part of me wishes I, I would have. I think I would have been far too anxious to do that. You know, oh, yeah. like to actually have that. But I guess that's the thing. You're in the army at that point. You pretty yep. much... <laughs> Someone knocks on your door. Yeah, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Let's, what's, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, savage from the start. Hey, thanks, Adam. That was amazing, amazing chat. Great chat. Uh, and uh, thanks to Matt and Eugene for this wonderful interview of Adam. Um, you're doing a good job, guys. Um, keep up the practice. And uh, we'll see you uh, listeners next week for another episode of Crush the Cargill podcast. Tune in to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and all the great places that you find um podcasts whatever they are and don't forget to you know rate us and give a review say something like you know give five stars and worst podcast in the world that sort of thing see you next week you have met your match in us if you think you can crush us we're afraid you've missed the bus because who do you think